welcome back to the Muddy Roots Podcast. This is part two of this little get-together right here. We are your hosts. We got Ryan, we got Bill, we got Rob, we got Gage, and we have a guest, Ray. If you have not watched part one, go back to our last week's video and go check it out. It's a pretty cool little video. We're starting to get into some deep conversations. So let's get it. Let's get a cup real quick. And then let's dive right back into that conversation. So again, if you haven't watched part one, go check it out real quick, or at least the end, so that you have some context. So we were talking about um, kids feeling comfortable mm-hmm. enough to talk to their parents and how sometimes it's the parents' fault. I, sometimes it's the parents' fault that the kids don't feel comfortable at home to be able to talk to them. Were there ever times in your guys' life that you wish you would have talked to your parents that you didn't? That it would have been um, advancing in college, like into into furthering my education. That it was it was important, but again, my parents didn't go to college, or they did for a year or two or something, and I feel like that wasn't really pushed in a sense. Like if I was going to go to college, it was because I was playing football rather than going to further my education. Wait, wait, what do you mean by, um, like, you? so you wish that your parents pushed college more of, like, academically than just because of sports, or? No, not just because of sports, but just instead of sports. Like, I, I, I love playing sports, mm-hmm. so they didn't have to push it that hard because I love to do it. But I hated school, and I didn't care. They, they, they wanted me to get good grades, and they would always – do report card checks and that and whatnot, but I just didn't, after high school, I didn't see me going to college unless I was playing ball. You see what I'm saying? I I wish, like, my parents kind of, like, gave me a reality check when I was in, like, high school and, like, you know, like, kind of, like, just told me, like, they told me, like, you need to take school serious, but there was never a reason why. Like, there was never, Mm -hmm. like, it, it never opened my eyes that, like, this could affect, like, going to college or like my out of school life. Mm-hmm. I wish they did a little bit more of that. Like just wake up, dude. <laughs> yeah. What what were you hoping from or yeah, hoping would come from a reality check? Is that I could like, take school way serious instead of them telling me like, "Hey, you need to take this serious cuz you need to graduate." Yeah. And what did you hope it would look for? Like did you want them to like I don't know, like beat you or like yell at you or no, like, what, like just tell me thinking? like like the reasons why like, like why lay I it out do it. yeah instead of like you need to graduate or it'll be embarrassing like I would take more mm. I would take it better if they're like you like college would do good for you like open you doors to, yeah I it'd be a lot easier so as far as a reality check maybe more because they told you to graduate but instead they didn't give you good reasons to why to graduate is that what you're yeah saying? So i guess i never questioned better, it if you had better reasons maybe you would have taken it more serious yeah my only goal was just to make it to graduation mm. it wasn't to like you know like 4.0s will make it look better for college they'll yeah. accept me more i would get more offers i just made it to like i just need this to graduate and that's it okay interesting would that change your decision of going into the air force I, yeah I think yeah so. After I graduated, there was nothing for me to do. Like, if I would have graduated and been like, oh, I can 
go to college and like do something better, then I would have stayed. Yeah, I agree with you, especially with the the academics. Um, like I wish that I wish that one. I wish that I would have told my parents, like, why do I like if they're saying you need to do this, this, and this. I wish I would have asked my parents why do I need to do it, like what's gonna benefit. But I also feel like back then my our, our dad's like famous thing to say is because I told you to, mm-hmm. because I said so. Or you know, so I, as I say, not as yeah. I do. So so it's just mm-hmm. so it's just to the point where I was just like, yeah, I I already know why he's telling me to do this, this, this. But like for sports, I wish I would have like talked to them heavy about sports because like when I was playing at Desert Hills. I and we went through a head coach change. I did not like my new head coach, Coach Frankie. I did not like him, and it was just because he, he was like, he would he would favorite favoritize um, like his favorites. So he would play his favorites. He would start his favorites. He would go up to other coaches. Hey, you need to play him, just because he's you know he's this good. Um, I never had a problem. Like he never like said that to me. But I just feel like at practice there's you have like kids that. That would show up, but never had playing time on Fridays. You had kids that showed up and and did, like they exceeded to their their potential, but they just never got looked at just because of, like, we were playing a hard we were playing a hard team like back then, which was Hurricane. We we're playing a hard team, so we need these these guys in there, you know, shit like that. I wish I would have just talked to my parents. Where it was just like, well, like, what would what would be. Uh, ideal in this situation. Instead, I just, I just stopped playing. Do you guys have any like regrets? Do you guys have any regrets in your life other than like not talking to your parents about certain things? But any other like regrets that you've mentioned that you didn't go to college, and so that's one of your big ones. Like, do you guys have any other ones or what? Um, oh, do you want to go first? For me, I think it's just the way I treated my dad. I think I, because obviously you take for granted what you always have, right? Now that he's gone, you kind of just like, oh, fuck, I did treat him poorly. I did. Like, I remember right around the time that he was going to leave, he was telling me that he doesn't feel uh, part of the family anymore because no one like ask him to go out nobody invites him for anything and i i regret basically like excluding him from family activities other than that i don't really have that much that at least right now that i can think of that i regret that's a big one though I agree right right wow yeah i mean it's it's weird because like our dad wasn't really accepting He's very old Samoan church. You know, he doesn't like the newer things that we're into. So it's kind of like, if you're not going to change, why do I have to take you out? But then when he told me that, it's like, ah, yeah, you are our dad. Like, I get it. I would be in the same position, too, if my kids didn't, like, include me and stuff. So I agree with it. That's my biggest regret is... is, is, uh like kicking him out the house because growing up, me, me and dad, you guys see me and dad, me and my dad would, we would always bump heads. Like if he, if he ever did anything to anybody, then I would just always step in. I would always find a reason to fight my dad growing up, and it was really bad. 
So finally, it just got to the point where, um, I don't know, we came home from something. We did something, and then, um, oh, and also, I, I mean, he, he would always he would always leave my mom. Uh, he, he told my mom, when we left Hawaii, he told my mom, um, good luck raising the kids by yourself. And so my mom just made that up. Uh, she prioritized that, and she said, "Okay, I'm gonna raise these, I'm gonna raise these kids how I want to raise them." And then finally, he just, in my eyes, I felt like he saw how good we were doing, and so he tried to come back in, and then he he would leave again, like, like all that, like come inside, go outside, you know, all all that type of shit. And so finally, this this last time, um, we came home from doing something, and I told my or my dad asked us because we were in the process of moving out. And so he asked us, okay, you need to take the beds to the storage. And I kept telling him, yeah, I'm going to do it. I even told him I was going to do it in the morning. So when we came home, he was just like, he was just like pissed off. And he asked me for the keys to the car. So I, so I gave him the keys, looked at me, and he just threw it across the room. And I was like, the fuck? And then um, that's when he, I, th- I think he went inside or into his room, grabbed the keys, and he just started like throwing shit around. And in my head, I was just like, all right, this is this is it. This is the last straw. This I like. I'm done with it, and we got into this like big altercation. This dude, um, this dude was standing in in the middle of of me and my dad, and and it was to the point where he was just like, he was like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. You know, I, I've always wanted to kill you. Shit like that. He's like, where's the knife? I even pointed to him where the knife was. It's right there. It's right there. So Raymond like had to stop him, and like. He came up to me and he was just like, bro, you need to calm down, you need to calm down. In my head, I had all this adrenaline. In my head, dude, I was going to pick him up and just and just move him. Dude, I could not pick up this dude. <laughs> I sat down, I was like, mm, okay, all right. Sprawled like a mother. So that's your biggest mom. regret? That's my biggest regret. <laughs> <laughs> no, my biggest regret is just to like, just to like, I, I wish I could just handle things different. Um, rekindle our, our relationship. Because I felt like our relationship was going good. But it was also like a little rocky at times. Um, it wasn't until we uh, went to go visit him in uh, in Vegas. That's when I was just like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, I feel bad because one, like you said, this is this is our dad, and two, I just I don't know. I just I feel like what he did to 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 raise us and stuff like that. I felt like that was just like all out the window. Like I, I didn't want, I didn't want nothing to do with it, but I just felt like I could have just like rekindled our, our, our relationship and, and and things a lot better than that. That's yeah. Hmm. What about you, Gage? Yeah, I have a regret. Um, yeah, it's my, it's my biggest. It, 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 it it's a story, um, but it's basically just the fact that I, I burned a friendship. So, and I don't tell this story a lot. I think I've told it to you guys maybe, but I think so. Um, to give context, I'm going to try to be as detailed but vague as I can. I don't want to put this guy on the spot, but I think he actually watches our podcast too. Um, but <clears throat> we were in high school or ba- or fresh out, and um, we were doing some dumb stuff, just not trying to be sober just trying to live in the moment, whatever. So we ended up picking up some illegal substances and uh, everybody got messed up that weekend. We were all just hanging out, playing games. 
um, smoking. And then uh, someone someone said that they were missing something from the stash. And the whole weekend, we were feeling off about everybody that was there. We were feeling like we weren't vibing with everybody and there was some tension. So we so we separated and we talked to each other and we're like, hey, if something goes down, I got your back, you got my back. And that's just, it is what it is. We're going to just make sure that me and you are good and we'll take care of whatever happens. Uh, fast forward and this guy was saying that he's missing some from his stash. And um, the dude that I was talking to, he was the number one person that was accused of stealing from the stash. And uh, and we, we grew up together. We went to high school together, played on the same team. Like he was a great kid, still a great dude. Um, but when the accusations came out towards him, uh, I even thought the same thing that he was the one that was doing things and, um, things unfolded and there was a fight that broke out and they got him in the bathroom and they were checking him, kicking his ass, doing this and that. And I have technically, I had priors. I was arrested for intent to distribute, um, he gets in the bathroom. He was surrounded by those dudes. He ends up sneaking away, running towards the front door. And I hit him from the side because I was scared. I felt like he did something wrong. And we ended up pressing him for the stuff he took. He ended up giving the money up. And it burned our friendship, obviously. But, I mean, one of my closest friends and... It was just something that was lost over something so stupid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of fault that whole weekend, but regardless, that was I played a lot into it. That's something that I've, I had actually had nightmares about it. Just my part in it. It's it's terrible. He he gave up like the money. What, what do you mean to pay that? for it? Because I mean, he didn't. My understanding is that he took it and then he smoked it, oh. and so he didn't have it, so he paid for it. But the way that we pressed him for it was uncalled for. And then he was, it's just a, mm -hmm. I don't know how long you guys want me to talk about that, but. Yeah. No, it's, it's weird, just, especially when it comes to like drugs and shit like that. You act out, like when you lose something, you instantly blame others. And then, I don't know, it's a slippery slope when someone like loses something and it's illegal and you're like, dude, like who the fuck had it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it was, I don't know. It was a it was tough. Damn. Let's take a cup with our thing. So we're gonna fill it up real quick and then we'll take a sure. cup. What about you guys? See, let's hear you, Ryan. Here on. While me, you're serving. Yeah, give me a second real quick. Mine isn't as deep as your guys. Well, like, it's not crazy. They don't have to be crazy. Um, one of one of my regrets is joining the Air Force. Really? Yeah. Uh, I just feel like I wasted so much time and something that I knew wasn't gonna be forever. And now that I'm out, so I got out six years into it. I got out six years into it, and then I have to start at square one, where, like, people coming out of high school are starting at. Like, they're starting at the bare bottom of a new company. You're staying with life. Work experience and everything. Yeah, 
with work experience and like it's just, it's just shitty. I feel like if I wouldn't have joined, I would have been fine. I, like six years into not being in the military, I would have been where everyone else is. That's like guys who serve missions, though. I don't think most of, like, sorry, guys who serve LDS missions, I don't think most of them regret it, but that is something. Yeah. You want a mission, especially like athletes. That's, Postpone yeah. your, your prime of your life for two years and go serve. That's tough, though, because you can really get a lot of valuable skills in the military, yeah. and even putting that on a resume speaks volumes, too. <laughs> dedication loyalty to a lot of commitment a lot of things uh i think three of those things are kind of the same but anyways it, it just speaks a lot of volume on a resume and it can kind of tell you your employer the person the type of person you are did you ever think to i mean six years is a long time did you ever think to continue since you're already six years deep dude i i knew from the start i was gonna get out Really? That shit was not meant for me. Uh, mostly, like, it's weird. Mostly it's because of family and familiar faces. I was struggling, like, trying to make new connections with new people and, like, build up, like, good memories where, like, I feel comfortable, you know? Uh, it was, like, the second I went to basic, I was, like, after this enlistment, I'm done. I'm I'm going to get out. And now, like... That's six years of my life, like, just gone where I could be doing something for a career that I could actually want to be in. I don't want to, like, just negate everything you said, but uh, six years for a career, starting off right out of high school, not a lot of people know what they want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And they switch jobs a lot, you know what I mean? And then plus, military... They really do teach you, and you can put it into words on a resume for a lot of transferable skills that Mm -hmm. can apply to a lot of places. Maybe you don't have the work experience, yeah, but I do think that you have experience. Yeah, it's not the experience that I'm like really stressing about. It's the where I'm at in the company that I'm working at. Like, I'm there with the people that just graduated, like that are just out of high school. I'm there with them. You compare yourself to a like all the newer kids? Not not the, to the newer kids. I compare myself to the guys that's my age. And they're like higher up in the company. And I'm like, well, I wasted six years of my life doing something else. It's it's hard doing that when you start comparing people. Mm-hmm. Like if I look at it, people my age are married, mm-hmm. kids, families, whatever. And it's like, damn, I'm way behind. But then in reality, everybody moves at their own pace. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Oh, 100%. Right. There's also like older people that... You know that's that's older than you, and that still doesn't even know what what they want to do. They're just pretty much just bouncing from job to job. Mm-hmm. And in your case, in that six years that you've been in the in the air force, that you're you're learning, like he said, you're learning skills, you're learning traits, learning uh, to do all this stuff, type of stuff. If you put that on a resume, versus these, you know, you know, other people that's in those six years that you've been in it, that's been bouncing from job to job. That's just it, it's gonna look better for you rather than on them. Yeah, I also think I I would have been happier if I didn't join. That's just something. Yeah. Yeah, 
because being again away from like family and familiar faces made it rough mm-hmm. yeah An- another regret i have is uh indulging in alcohol as as deep as i did i i looking back at it it's so embarrassing yeah um, but alcohol and drugs for me too yeah see i don't feel like that's a regret though because so so i don't if you got more to say you can no. say more it's just as far as my life i don't feel like i have any regrets the reason is is i feel like kind of like you were saying everyone goes at their own pace i feel like you learn certain lessons when you go through certain hardships or even your own stupidity because we, I think everyone in this room has struggled with alcohol. Maybe not to like an extreme extent, but like I definitely abused it in college. I know that I went. It was we had a record of like thirty something days of not being sober. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And then I went. And then the only reason to stop is because I went home for Christmas break and came back and did the exact same thing. So. But I look back on those times and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't perfect. Yeah, I messed up a lot. Yeah, I abused alcohol and drugs. But the person I am now, I actually am pretty happy with the person I am now. So I, I take those as like... Lessons. Mm-hmm. Lessons, yeah. So as far as regrets go, I don't really have any. There's a lot of stupid things I've done, though. We almost got canceled because of my dumbass. <laughs> like, I am very aware of those things. And so I don't regret it. I learned from it. I'm going to move on. But you guys kind of started to hit me a little bit because when you're saying, talking about your dad, me and, so me, my dad, and my brother are not doing very good. Like, I just, I just don't give a shit, if I'm being honest. And so it's kind of, it's one of those things, it's like, I'm not, I don't regret it, but I don't want to regret it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and so, like, last night, me, we're, we're looking at Facebook. My whole family's over because we did a birthday party for my oldest daughter. Um, and so we're doing the birthday party. My mom, my sister's over, and her fiancé, and we're talking. And, and uh, my little brother came up that we're talking about, and or that me and him, rocky relationship for the last few months. And uh, the store, or we, we started talking about him, and they were just like, bro, he misses you. Like, he... He misses not talking to you for like, I haven't talked to him for a couple months. And it hit me and I'm like, son of a bitch, dude. Like, I'm pissed internally, but I'm also like, okay, I can't let my anger go too far, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, like, knowing your situation, you've shared this before, but your dad passed away. And I'm like, well, shit, what if my dad or my brother passes away and I decided to be so angry inside that? I just didn't talk to them for the last six months, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Mm-hmm. So that hit me. I was like, bro, I don't regret anything in my life. Yep. But right now I'm like at the crossroads of, are you building a regret? Yeah. Damn. And we were looking at Facebook photos and old photos and all that, you know, and I'm seeing, again, this is the little brother that I chose the, or drew the muffin top on. Growing up, me and him were homies, dude, like best friends, because we were very similar. And so looking at those photos, and then my sister's like, he misses you, and he like he cares about you. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I was in my feelings. Bro. Tugs at the heartstrings a little oh, bit. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, bro. Because especially since I became a father, I'm like more of a crier now. Like, growing up, I didn't cry. Now, 
I cry more. It's not like I, I still don't ball. Like I'm not one of those guys. The tears are just streaming. But you but just get teary-eyed. Like I get teary-eyed and maybe a few will slip. When they said that, I was like, son of a bitch, man. Because <laughs> the truth is, I miss him too. And that's yeah. the hard part. I think that's a good thing that you recognize that like this could be a regret building. Of, right. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely nice that you... You've you've caught that in the moment because if I would have done that, I would have changed everything. So like I, I shared the story when we went to Vegas, dude. Um, the whole time we were there, I was or the whole time we were driving there, I was just like, I didn't really think anything of it. It wasn't until we were at his doorstep, and I was like, dude, what if he hates me? What if what if he doesn't want anything to do with me just because of the shit I did? And then it wasn't until we left, and like. He like looked or no, well, as soon as we walked in, he like looked at me and he goes, "Son, it's okay." Cause like I, I pushed him across the, across the kitchen, like I I straight picked him up and I just shoved him across the across the kitchen. At the time, I didn't really care, but like when he sat there and he was just like, "Son, it's okay." Like he he stuck he stuck his he stuck out his hand like this, and I sat there. I was like, "You sure?" He goes. Whatever happened, happened. And so his hand was still out there. And I went to go, like, dab him up. And he was, like, and hugged me. And so I was just, like, and so I hugged him like that. But I was just, like, I wish I would have caught it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Just like how you did or you did with with, with you and, and your brother. And it's definitely nice that you, that you got it in the moment. Yeah. Well, it's hard to recognize, like, when you're creating a regret in the future. Like, when you oh yeah, when you and your homie are at that house, at the time, you're probably like, oh, what a freaking idiot. Like, I got to, like, like, I'm scared. I don't want to get beat up, too, so I might as well, like, be him. But then after, you're like, son of a bitch, dude. That was yeah. the worst thing to do, you know? There's a lot of things that go into it, like stubbornness, uh mm-hmm. Like you said, in the moment, it's hard to see. You're blinded by a lot of different things. And it's, I mean, if everybody could see what they were doing was wrong or something that they would regret in the moment, obviously they would change it. But I think you're just one of the, in this situation, just super lucky that you have that, you have that ability to be like, I'll regret this one day. Let me adjust now before this turns into something that I look back on and think about it like I could have done something different. I mean, yeah, super lucky to be able to catch it in the moment of building regret. But how do you guys think, like, what skills do you need to be able to catch regrets before they're finalized? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I I think the... Like one of the main ones is controlling your emotions, right? Ooh, thinking yeah. logically, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. I I think if you can control your emotions and not like make your decisions based off of your emotions, you'd be able to like recognize like, oh, if I do this, I'm gonna ruin a relationship, or if I do this, I'm gonna regret what happens next. I, was, I like that. I was thinking right. the same thing, just because I didn't. I'm not good with those these two, and it's awareness and it, like keeping yourself level headed, and I'm not good with that. I'm more of like, all right, dude, if you want to pop off, let's pop off. Look it, like like shit like that. Yeah. And I was I, I really wish that I was more 
aware of my surroundings because at the time he was there, my sister was there, my mom was there. And in my head, it, it just felt like it was just me, him, and, and dad. Didn't even know my mom was, or my sister was behind me and my mom was behind her. And if I, I don't know, I just felt like in the moment, I portrayed myself as like the bad guy to my sister, but like also, um, I, I don't want to say like more of like a stress relief for my mom, but like she feels like, I don't know, I just felt like I, I was viewed different from my sister. So if I was more aware of who was around me and keeping myself level-headed, I felt like what what happened shouldn't have happened. Mm. So I was, so yeah, when you said controlling your emotions, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I think that's like one of the main things that will help you recognize what could happen. Yeah. For me, um, it's not so much of... Like, yeah, I guess, like, taking a step back and kind of just seeing everything and not just judging everything off of, like, your anger or whatever you're sad or whatever is really important. But I always try to, like, understand the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. So I always That's try to understand, like, mm-hmm. why they're mad and why I'm mad. And that's, yeah, that's what I do mm-hmm. when i in a situation where I'm, like, maybe I'm going to regret that later yeah yeah can you re-ask your question so how can you like what skills can you work on in order to catch yourself in a moment when you're like oh i might regret this later if i choose trail a versus trail b Hmm. um skills i don't know about the skills but what i would say is that regrets it's in this situation, it's kind of like a catch 22. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you need to make regrets or have regrets in order to prevent them. So when I know that I've ended up in this place or this spot because I've been stubborn, angry, I've, you know what I mean? I've made mistakes that I can recognize them a little easier because I've been down this road before and then I can kind of prevent them. So if I've made a regret or if I've, uh, put myself in that same situation where I can step back and evaluate where I'm at, then I can kind of make that detour route to where I can right. readjust. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think? So I actually think you nailed it perfect. I think thinking thoroughly through something, using facts and data versus emotions is important. I think that, um, being able to step back and see an overview, kind of like you were saying, and see the other perspective. Because, um, for example, like with me and my brother, uh, if I told you guys a story, and I'm not going to share that because I, I do not believe in putting your, your family's dirty laundry online. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. But I would talk with you guys privately. And if I told you guys a story and I told you my perspective, you'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah F that guy. But if he told you his perspective... What are you guys going to think? Then? Right. right. F you, dude. Yeah. Yeah, F me. <laughs> Get him off the uh, Muddy Roots podcast. So I think that's another skill is stepping back and seeing it from their point of view. Like what were they trying to portray and what were they trying to get across to you? Uh, I think those are two big things. But the, the, the kicker is a lot of people don't know how to think logically. 
and it doesn't come naturally to them. It doesn't it like they just think emotionally, especially like honestly, a lot of kids nowadays. That's kind of how they're raised. It's like instant gratification and all this stuff, and so they don't know how to like battle through that mental demon, that mental beast, whatever. That's like f this guy, f this guy, and they're like, well, I don't know how to deal with this, so just f that guy. Versus learning how to step back think of the situation uh, logically uh, and then presenting their arguments or their whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's, I've thought about that a lot is like, how do you teach people or how do people develop the skill to think logically versus think, uh, think emotionally? You know what I'm saying? I've even seen it in older men, too. I'm not even saying it's just younger folk, right? You've seen, uh, we know of a guy who, he coaches, and when he coaches, he's an older man, and he gets so emotionally involved, and he's so pissed that the next play, he doesn't do the right thing, or he doesn't tell his players the right thing to do, or, or whatever, and then the next play is busted, too, right? So how do you develop that skill of, okay, I'm not gonna just think emotionally i gotta learn how to like relax think logically and then proceed a lot of it is just like you need to learn how to like take a deep breath how to like back Mm -hmm. your uh agendas away from the argument and just kind of understand like you know what i'm saying just understand everything Mm -hmm. all the events how they felt about what you did how you felt like a lot of that can prevent a regret and then sometimes you do it and then sometimes you're just like i don't get it and then you're still gonna do whatever you do and regret it later it's just as long as you do these steps like you know you take a second to yourself and you kind of like try to see everyone and how they think about it then i guess you're you can develop skills on how to uh, prevent regrets i kind of like what you were saying though earlier about You've already had some regrets, and so you've learned from them. Does that make sense? So I like how you said that. And I actually have an example, and it's a little bit different from regrets as far as more talking about how to control emotions. And so I obviously have kids. I'm raising my kids to you know, be strong, independent people. And girls naturally cry more, as, especially as like little girls that are like three and four years old. So my daughter, she used to cry a ton and I'd always tell her, hey, why are you crying? What does it do for you? And when you get her to think like that, she's like, it doesn't really do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like there'll be certain times that crying helps release Mm -hmm. some of that energy. And I get that. And so I'm not like a strict, like no crier. It's more of a, okay, cry for a minute, release that energy and then think logically through it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think, especially with this gentle parenting, I don't think a lot of kids get that opportunity at a young age. At a young age, they're just talking, hey, just cry it out. And so that's when you're thinking emotionally. Emotionally, you want to just cry. And yeah, do it, whatever. Get your that initial energy out. Mm-hmm. But then they never figure out how to logically think through the situation. So like my daughter, she cries about, uh, I don't know, a cookie being eaten and she didn't get one. I'm like, okay, well... Cry, get the energy out so that you can like think. But if you keep crying, you're never going to resolve the situation. And then 
if she stops crying, I'm saying, okay, let's think through the situation. She's like, well, I can make my own. It's like, perfect. Let's make a cookie. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a stupid situation. But for a little kid, they think it's a big situation. Mm -hmm. And as adults, if you can learn to do that when you get older, I think it's huge. Mm -hmm. That's true. Pinpointing the problem is, or like, because it's probably not just the cookie that she was mad about. It's like being excluded. Mm -hmm. So pinpointing like exactly what the problem is, is a good way to help stop regrets and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I like what you said about, um, what did you say? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, just barely. No, no, no. You said uh, something about, um, like taking a step back and yeah. So taking a step, Oh, taking deep breaths. So taking this, taking a step back, taking deep breaths. Um, that's called grounding. And that works with all your emotions, with anger, with anxiety, with, uh, sadness or depression or something if you ground yourself you become more it's the things come in clarity and you're able to assess rather than react Mm -hmm. and i think and there's a lot of things that you can do to ground yourself people have um like like a rock or a necklace or an object or something that they they can yeah ground themselves for a second or take a deep breath or you know what i mean there's other things that i think that grounding yourself really takes emotion out of it and it can help you assess the situation and the issue logically Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of approach it with more of a a solution yeah with a clear mind i actually like that i'm a huge advocate of of deep breaths versus crying because crying you you're releasing that energy yes but you're also still feeling the sadness versus deep breaths. Like you're saying, it's grounding you. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school, we would do this thing uh, before football games. We do, it's called mental imagery. And part of it to start was, okay, inhale, think of everything negative in your life. Think of all the distractions. Think of the girlfriend who broke up with you or, or whatever it was. Think of that, put it in your chest and then blow it out. So then you're releasing that negative energy as well. Plus you're grounding yourself and getting dialed in for the next task. And so I'm a huge believer that breathing, and again, we're not professionals, but breathing is just as good as crying. And you could argue that it's better because it gets that sadness away as well. When you're crying, you're, you're just going to be sad, but you get to release some of that, those big energy, like the big feelings is what you call them in little kids and stuff like that. So I think breathing is a huge thing. It's a good exercise for a lot oh, yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. And have any of you guys ever had anxiety, like a panic attack or anything? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. I think we talked about that. Let's see here. Your no, go ahead. Uh, I can't think of like, I know I have anxiety like pretty frequently, but I can't think of like a panic attack right off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure I did have one. Well, they hurt. They like hurt your chest. I want to say we've talked about it. It was when you didn't do the filter right and you deleted a bunch yeah. of people and they luckily came back right I we talked about that on the mental health episode oh we did yeah yes. that was um, that was tough so yeah go check out episode whatever um but no yeah i remember yours but it's funny because some people big deal the anxiety thing and you want know what's funny is i was getting anxiety looking at so uh gage's laptop he's recording all of our sound and i saw our bar that was getting closer and closer to another bar that had already existed. And I'm like, 
shoot, bro, is this going to mess up our thing? And so that's why I pointed at it, and Gage is like, oh, no, we're good. I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. some guys get so, and, and, uh, yeah, some people get so anxious about situations, don't think clearly enough, and then they let that, like, control their whole movement mm. and thoughts and all that. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Viewers, real quick, before we proceed, let us know what you guys think about these deep conversations. We noticed on episode, I think it was 26, uh, we had a, a deep talk about, what was it, Polynesians and money and giving and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people like that one. A lot of comments about, hey, this is your best episode and all that. So let us know what you guys think about this in the comments. If it's your style or not, just let us know so we can kind of grade it moving forward. Also, if you think Ray is a good co-host or not. Or if we should fire him. (laughs) Do you guys work on uh, personal development a lot or not really? No, I'm more just self-aware, but like I know my problems. I just don't tend to work on them, but I acknowledge them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how I deal with it. Kind of the same way, just because I wasn't tra- I, I wasn't so trained to to uh, like talk about it, like deal with it. I was just I guess I wouldn't even say trained. I was raised to like kind of like. Just fix it, you know. But I never knew how how to fix it. Um, it wasn't until later on in the years I'm like starting to I'm starting to realize, you know, the the shit I'm doing, the the shit that I need to be doing to to help better myself. Back then, it was just more like fight or flight. And I was like, growing up, I was the I was the type of guy to never never back down from anything. And so I would always just like match, match their energy, match what, what what you know what they're doing, and and then just deal with the con- consequence later. Rather to now, I'm more of like taking a step back, you know, choosing flight. Because um, back then I was like, dude, if it's you know fight or flight, if I take flight, I'm like gonna be per- perceived as like a bitch. But now it's just like. Uh, I was talking to um, I was talking to my niece, uh, well, my cousin, Tiare, and she was just like, "Well, not everybody thinks of you like that," and that's what the, that's what like, inst- or that's what was instilled to my brain. It was just more like if I take flight, I can uh, assess the situation. I can learn how to, you know, I I can think of of X, Y, and Z to think uh, to to help better myself. And ever since she said that, like, I, I, that's what I've been doing to everything. And it's just, it, it's worked. But that's how, that's, that is what I'm doing to, to develop the situation. Like, now, I wish I would have done it back then. See, that's the shit I need to work on, is, like, because for me, I'm flight. So, like, if I'm ever in an emotional place and, like, something bad happened to me, I will, like, f- try to forget about it. Or I'll do something where it's like it wasn't a problem to me to the point where I can like, okay, yeah, it 
I don't remember. You know, I think you've you've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. We you like bury yeah. things. You you kind of so just you, forget about it. Right. Like your your brain erases it from your memory. Right. That's how I am when it comes to like shit that's like really deep and really like sensitive. I will just forget about it, and then you all it'll always come up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I also need like I know I need to work on my coping mechanisms because for me I just go straight to drugs and like drinking and shit like that. Mm. So I need to learn all this shit, especially opening up and talking. Cause shit's hard. It really is. It is. It is. Are it's you guys good with that? Like expressing your guys' feelings? I'm getting yeah, better. Bro. I suck at it. Really? I'm starting yeah. to, I, I wish, I wish I was getting better, but yeah, I'm starting to, I wish I wouldn't have done it. Like I said, and this is just like all, pertains to like my past self i wish i would have done all this before but yeah. it's rather it, or it's good to start now rather than later yeah that's how i look at it but yeah i'm starting to to, to open up and it's just to like certain people like i won't that like i guess it pertains to now but i i wouldn't even like open up to like random people um i think I, i'm pretty sure i shared a story of when i had tinder like, I would just match with anybody. Like, I'll just swipe right, right with anybody, and then I would just, like, let it out right there. Just because I never, I'll never see them again. Like, you know, things like that. Just be, And they don't have a chance to, like, perceive me and, like, you know, make up their mind of who I am. And then after that, I would just block them, and then I'll delete the app. But I'm starting to, like, open up to certain people. It's hard opening up. Because sometimes is. you it feel is. like like you're just like throwing hella shit on somebody. Yeah. And yeah. then they look at you differently. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's weird how like opening up is a scary thing, even though it's not. It should be I mean, I guess it's scary if you're opening up to people you don't really trust. But you should always like open up. It's just, it's weird when you do, and then you're just like, damn, this nigga, my bad. This person knows me at, like, a different level. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's, like, sometimes when I open up to someone, it's like, oh, now you're too close. So, like, back off. It's really hard to be, like, vulnerable in front of people and, like, showing them the side that they're not used to seeing. Right. You know, you're, like, completely, like, shattering. Like, I used to be a funny guy, but, like, now I'm sad and i need someone to talk to it's it's yeah. weird to let them in so that i i see what you're saying uh, well then people see you different right yeah and then this you're scared is, that they're like gonna judge you off of that one incident yeah. this is kind of a, a different example of that but i uh for work we all used to work at the same spot called sns well me ryan and rob did sns mechanical they're they're a good hvac company anyway the guy I, my boss was kind of a little bit rough to rough to work with and he would give me all these commands all these commands and I would do it and I would do it and then finally there was just one day I'd like I didn't I didn't break down like crying but I like went to him like bro like like he's like how are you doing I'm like oh it's good I mean there it's getting stressful this and this and this and this and you know me I'm trying to grow in this company and he hears me say all this and he's like oh well I guess I can't let you grow anymore and i'm like i'm really just opening up 
Right. I'm not doing it so that you can uh, demote me. Like, I'm doing it because I just need to get it off my chest. My wife doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. You do. So I just was talking to you. So some people you do that to. Like, uh, another weird example is I have what I call, like, I call him my 17-year-old son, my 18-year-old son. You guys know him, Tommy. He's my wife's cousin, but he's lived with us for about almost two years, a year and a half. And uh, when I'm talking to him, or there was one time I was just talking to him and I broke down. I was in a bad spot in life. And I was like, I, I actually did cry. Like, again, not bawling, but tears coming down. I'm crying and explaining all these things. And so then for the next little bit, he, he didn't think he could rely on me. And then he also was like checking in on me to make sure I'm good. And I'm like, bro, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I had a moment. Yes. I'm working through some stuff, but I'm good. Yeah. Sometimes opening up is kind of sucky because then people are like, Oh shoot. They treat you differently. Yeah. They... they got skeletons in the closet. Right. It's like, bro, I'm still the same person. Yeah. I'm just working through stuff. Yeah. But I also don't like the feeling of like other people worrying about me. Yeah. You know, like just let me get it off my chest. You don't got to worry about yes. it. Like, just just know. Right. I struggle with, like, I don't want to make my problem your problem. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I want to uh, backtrack to the mental health episode. That's why I never opened up. It's because I didn't want to make my issue your issue and have you worry about me because of the things I said. I would rather just hold it in and, and, and deal with it myself or try to deal with it myself. And so that's... That's the biggest thing about me. And the other one, too, is is um, them thinking about me different. Like you said, dude, I'm, I'm the same guy. Yeah. You know, whether I talk about it or not, I'm the same guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still act the same. But it's just, this is what's... I trust you because I'm being vulnerable to you. And it's more of like, I, I need to get this off my chest. And I've shared this before uh, with that mental health episode. When I said all that and, like, the shit that I went through and, um, like, me shedding my or shedding tears on that episode, from then till now, dude, everything's just been so easy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel so much better. And I think it's just that initial step. Nobody wants to take that initial step. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's super scary to do it. Especially as men, you're just like, oh, I'm supposed to be alpha dog. I'm supposed to, like, take care of everything. And so, those are, it's pretty sketchy when you're trying to, like, tread that water. Because a lot of us haven't been taught. Especially, honestly, I'd argue as Polynesian men, we're not taught that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a cup real quick. I mean, you could probably argue, though, like, you know how we were just saying earlier that crying is a good emotional release. Mm-hmm. You could argue, though, like, I think it's pretty good to open up. I think opening up helps you release certain, I don't know, emotions. Well, there you have it. <clears throat> Another episode from Muddy Roots Podcast. Um <laughs> if you <laughs> if you guys are just wa- are listening to it um, or if you guys are watching it you guys don't have the YouTube premium go to iTunes and Spotify you guys can check us out there. Um, because you guys can also check us out on Instagram and TikTok so this is me this is who we are and we're signing out also <laughs> shout out to Ray 
Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. You did such a great job.